You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The next few weeks are incredibly important for the Republic of South Africa. On the 13th of February, we have the State of the Nation Address. On the 26th, we have Tito Mbueni's budget, which is going to be a delicate balancing act. It always has been, well, it has been for many years, but even more so this year. And on March the 27th, we have the small matter of a rating agency giving its pronouncements on South Africa. With me now is the Head of Investments at Investec Asset Management, becoming 91 in Cape Town, and that's Nazmira Muller. Goodness me, you're going to be busy for the next few weeks, Nazmira. When you lay it out like that, Lindsay, I have to catch my breath. It is going to be a rather busy period. Yes, it is. Let's talk about the South African economy as we go into these events, because having seen the PMI, which was released this week, again, it doesn't really engender much optimism, to me anyway. I think you're right. I think there's a deep concern around confidence in the economy. The load shedding in December certainly hurt confidence. And I think you're likely to see positive GDP growth in the fourth quarter of last year, but it won't be very much. And I have concerns about the first quarter of this year. And the other thing, of course, we have the backdrop, which we didn't have a couple of weeks ago, of a weakening rand. And that's because of extraneous events beyond South Africa's control, notably the coronavirus. And although there's been a little bit of a bounce back recently, certainly in financial markets, it still hangs over us. So it would be ironic if we delivered a good budget, if the State of the Nation address was an optimistic one and well received, and the rating agency came up with something that we didn't expect. It would be ironic if the international markets and the international situation conspired against us. There would be an irony in that, but I've been arguing for many years that South Africa needs to focus on controlling the things we can control, which is trying to stabilize ESKIM, which is stabilizing the budget deficit. And the international situation will take care of itself. We cannot control how coronavirus plays out. History shows us that it should be a one-quarter Um, impact. And by the time we get into the second quarter where it warms up, this flu virus should dissipate and the Chinese are likely to stimulate somewhat and you get a nice bounce back. At least that's what happened with SARS. This time around, there are a lot of concerns it could be worse, but that is something we can't control. We need to focus on controlling the things that are within our control. What can we control? What can Cyril Ramaphosa and his cabinet and everybody else associated with decision making, what can they control? Well, I think the first thing is Eskom. And there, there is a, there's something that I've been fascinated by recently is that despite the fact that South Africa is load shedding at stage two until Thursday evening this week, the um, narrative around that is not nearly as bad as we saw it in December or in March last year when we had emergency load shedding. And I think part of that is because it feels like somebody's in control. It feels like there is a plan And this is not something that has happened by emergency and that suddenly all the lights could go off and there'll be no electricity in the country for two weeks. Um, So it feels like this is part of a bigger plan. Now, hopefully that feeling continues because that's how you start to build confidence. Um, So that's the first thing. ESCOM needs to be done. The second thing is the budget that Tito Mbaweni is going to deliver at the end of this month. I think going back to the general point of of a bigger plan, I do also believe that something is going on behind the scenes, but where Cyril Ramaphosa is not as good 
as Donald Trump, and I by no means am comparing him to another politician, Sir Ramaphosa, that is. I do believe that he could be out there saying, don't worry, we are doing things, but at the moment I can't reveal what they are. I just feel that he should be more vocal and, again, sort of send out some optimism, especially to business leaders. Maybe he's talking to business leaders behind the scenes. I don't know, but I just feel as though he's a little bit anonymous. And confidence is such an important part of the economy. I think there is a concern that he's a bit anonymous, but I think we also need to be fair. If Sir Ramaphosa was on TV delivering a speech saying, we're working on so many things, I just can't tell you about them right now, he would be widely panned by most commentators. Nobody is going to believe in South Africa until we actually have some tangible progress. We are a nation of cynics, Lindsay, and I think we need to understand that. So I have sympathy for the difficult position um, President Ramaphosa finds himself in at this point. Yes, I do too. And I think he's a fine fellow and I think everything is going to be all right in the end. But I just want to know a little bit more about it as a journalist, that is. State of the Nation address on the 13th of February. I'm sure he will acquit himself admirably. What about Tito Mbueni on the 26th of February? What a difficult job. I think Tito Mbueni has admirably taken on a very difficult job. Um, And I think this budget is going to be important for him. I mean, if I was Tito Mbaweni, I wouldn't, I would be very clear to both the president and cabinet that I have taken on this job under duress and this is what needs to be done. This is what South Africa needs to do. And if this, if you're not prepared to do this, then perhaps I wouldn't want the job. I don't know whether he's going to do that. But I think those are real questions, is South Africa needs to rein in its budget deficit. It needs to rein in government spending. It needs to rein in the public sector wage fall, which is simply unaffordable. And promising to do that next year is not good enough. We need to see some progress this year. So whether that means um, the government commits to severance packages or whether some deal can be reached with the unions to temper the wage agreement um, that will include this year's wage increase. So it means reopening that wage agreement signed two years ago. I, I don't know. I just know that it's not good enough to say we'll do something next year. We've run too long for that. 6% of GDP budget deficit, a spiraling interest bill, debt service as a portion of government expenditure is um, has doubled over the course of the last 10 years. And it will get worse unless we stabilise spending this year. In your last answer, you said rain in, rain in and rain in. And when it rains, it pours. And hopefully it pours good fortune on the South African economy in the medium and long term. Short term is going to be very difficult. And I think the rating agency Moody's on the 27th of March will know that. But they will obviously reward good intentions, I think. What do you think they're going to do? I think they want to see some tangible attempt to make progress, but they don't need to see the results in order to keep the rating on hold in March. They have previously said that the South African rating is a slow burn situation. They've given us the benefits of the doubt repeatedly. They were certainly concerned by the MTBPS. So I think if they see no real progress from the MTBPS in the numbers and the plan for this year, maybe they'll downgrade in March. I think there's a high probability then, very high probability they, they downgrade in March. If Minister Mbaweni produces a budget where he sees expenditure being reined in, then 
and we have an ESCOM plan, um, then I think they're going to delay until November. Well, let's hope they do. Let's just assume that they do downgrade us. Is that fully priced into the market? And in fact, we can say, well, it's out the way now. We can get on with things. Is that the attitude that the financial markets and the decision makers at corporate level, for example, will take? I think it's largely priced in. I don't think it's fully priced in. And I think what's going to be quite vital is that global backdrop if if and when it happens, is if it happens in a period where 27th of March – um, the coronavirus is under control and markets are rallying and risk is on, it will be irrelevant. If the virus is continuing to get worse, China is still shut down and iron ore has fallen another $20 from current levels, then we're in a different environment. You are Head of Investments at Investic Asset Management Becoming 91 in Cape Town. What is your attitude and your colleagues and your team's attitude towards investments at the moment? Are you on hold because of the events that we've been describing over the last few minutes? I think people are being cautious. I think um, there's some divergence in views internally, but in in general, nobody is taking any big um, investment stance at this point in time. I don't think there have been major um, adjustments in some teams who were cautious after the rally at the back end of last year. But I think we are at this point um, monitoring the situation, trying to judge um, how the virus is going to play out and how this is going to translate into the risk environment globally. Nazmira, thanks so much for your insight. That's Nazmira Muller, who's the head of investments at Investec Asset Management Becoming 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, These views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.